I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked out of the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, lead analyst for Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, grabbing a box of tissues just in case. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Shut up. I've, I've already bought a couple uh, boxes. This whole week, bro, this is such an emotional week, just in, in general, of just everything. Like all range of emotions, especially for me. I just, my mom has just been visiting from out of state. She just left today and I was, uh, I always hate seeing my mother leave, but she got to spend some good time with my son and her, her only grandchild. So that was a blast uh, spending some time with her. But then, uh, it kind of delayed the emotions of, um, this Dirk week, this Dirk, uh, leading up to these last couple of games. On a higher note, Game of Thrones comes back this week. Hey. Let's go. This is crazy. If you've been like watching the show for years that we've, I mean, even this, like the show has been a part of my life, like people's lives for, for years on years on years. And, uh, the last episode that I watched live was literally almost two years ago. It feels, and we were breaking these, uh, how long ago that last episode was the other day. And, in uh, the office at work and it's crazy that now we're up to this moment so we got a bunch of a range of emotions because we, we 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 both love love the show it comes back on sunday uh but the sport that we cover and that we do for a job and uh and watch and have fun is coming to a close this week too and it's uh, it's crazy that my my wife uh she's obviously been hearing about the dirk stuff and counting down to this last game or two and She's like, okay, so after that, then I'm like, that's the last game. She like we she didn't have like we didn't like actually comprehend that this is the last week that I'm gonna, I'm gonna be gone like away from the house at night. She, oh, you're actually gonna be at home at nights now, and and so uh, <laughs> it's bittersweet, but everything evolves this week around Dirk Nowitzki, and rightfully so. It's a crazy time of year right now because you know Game of Thrones is is starting and. I jumped on. I jumped on late, but I'm but I'm in. I'm all in. <laughs> I'm all in now. And uh, Avengers Endgame is coming out too this month. Yes. And Dirk, this could potentially be the end for Dirk. And so by the end of April, a lot of people could lose a lot of things that are really close to them as far as their <laughs> entertainment. No, for real. I mean, it, it, it's crazy. Just yeah. I mean, the Game of Thrones stuff, Avengers. You know, it was fun and. But what do you think about that as a comparison as far as the way that we see these Game of Thrones characters, these Avengers characters, and the way that we see like Dirk or athletes or people like that? Because for a lot of people, for most people, for pretty much everybody listening to this podcast, Dirk will never be a real person, right? Like he's always just going to be yeah. an idea. Like we talked about him yesterday on the podcast with with Bo that he's a, he's a mythic, you know, figure. He's just this like almost godlike character. And he's, he's a character, like in your story, that you, you view and you watch and you see him as this thing and you have these certain things and you know his storyline, you know his background, you know his narrative. And he has these stats that kind of also make it a little uh, like attributing these numbers to him. And it's just, it's very it's very interesting to, to look at that 
and try to compare the two because you you experience you got, it the same way. And then you got games that you actually watch that would be compared to like episodes. And then right. you have things that you read about him that you don't experience. You read these articles and all this content that has been marvelous. It's just so much fun. Like inject, inject, inject all of the dirt content that uh, into my veins that we've been getting the past week or two from everybody. Everybody's writing such great uh, dirt pieces over the past week or so, two weeks this season, and we're going to get more of them uh, this this whole week. Uh, all of that is marvelous. And it's just like if we're going on building on this analogy here, it, reading the books for Game of Thrones and seeing yeah. that all, learning more about the characters and stuff that way. And yeah, you're right. I mean, there's a ton of people... Uh, up until like what four or five years ago that's how i always viewed dirk i just seen him on tv i never got to hear not never i never got to know him personally never got to talk to him never any of that and I, i'm not like close with him at all but i've at least engaged in conversation with him and got to see a li- there's nothing better in anything in the in society in the world and you know the whole the whole thing the saying that says hey don't meet the person like you look up to or never like meet, don't, never meet your heroes yeah never meet your heroes Man, Dirk Nowitzki proves that wrong. And because I've never seen somebody live up to a perception, live up to a reputation that articles and pieces and stuff you see on TV, stuff you hear about somebody, I've never seen somebody live up to that. And Dirk Nowitzki lives up to every single bit of that. He does. He does. But then you have the idea of... Well, fans of Game of Thrones, they get all up in arms about how the writers wrote things for the characters... And in the NBA, you can't really blame that. You try to blame things like the refs. You know, in 2006, we'll always have that. Trying to blame the refs and trying to blame that it somehow got written for the, the Heat to win. And But it is, there's an element of reality in there that makes it different. But we still kind of treat them like these these movie or TV show or, you know, story characters. It's just interesting. How, how should that change how we view this whole thing with Dirk? That he's not, it's not just, he's not just a character. He's, this is not something like, this hasn't been written. It feels like a lot of us are just waiting for the storybook ending or the, the kind of way that you write it. Like, like Kobe's ending was kind of a storybook ending, right? The guy that takes all the shots and all the time, it's like his thing. He's just relentless and blah, blah, blah. He comes out and he scores 60 and takes, what, 50 shots or something like that. That's just, that's how that should have ended, right? It's, just, it's almost as if somebody wrote it. But for yeah, Dirk, and, if for Dirk, how would we write the story, or, or how are people waiting for the story to to finish out? And and that's the thing; it's like this beautiful long um, story that if you take Game of Thrones or any show at its um, season at, in a, on a general massive scale. And you look back at these moments of like, man, the Red Wedding, that sucked. Like that that brought a lot of bad emotions and uh, everything. And you look back and look like you look over Dirk's career and you look at those sucky moments. And you're like, man, that sucked. That finals <laughs> against the Heat, man, that sucked. Or losing the first round to that Warriors team and that we all got to relive this past week when we saw those jerseys that Steph and them wore. You know, the MVP year, getting put out in the first round, and everybody making fun of the Mavericks stuff. Like, those moments suck. But then you got the mountaintop moments that are that are unbelievable. And, yeah, they're both coming to a, a close here. And it's funny that we didn't even, like, plan this, and now we're, like, making this huge, big analogy to Game of Thrones <laughs> and, and Dirk coming to an end. That's what um, we do best on this podcast. <laughs> but how, how both of them will end and just that you never know what's going to happen. But then you have uh, – 
obviously in a perfect world, we wish that Dirk could be walking out of the finals game uh, with the championship as his final moment in the NBA. But that's <laughs> not how it's going to work out, obviously. And yeah, I mean, I don't know what would be the perfect way for it to end on Tuesday night. I mean, it looks like, well, yeah, anyway. If Dirk was Jon Snow and we had to match up his storyline with, with Dirk's career, what would be like when he died? 2006? So spo- yes, obvious two, spoiler yeah. alerts for Game of Thrones. Sorry, this this happened a while ago, but <laughs> obvious spoiler alerts. Remember the last time you gave a spoiler alert on a show? Yeah, one person cared about it. They got <laughs> super salty. <laughs> he apologized. He's good. We're good. He did. He did. Yeah. Thanks for apologizing. So two thousand six. No, two thousand seven. Two thousand seven is when he when he died. Yeah, I would say red like woman. The red woman moment of coming back. back to. Uh, yeah, it would be the. Uh, the Australia trip with Holger. Oh yeah, in the out in the wilderness. <laughs> then you have his uh, 2011 would be when he was named King of the North. Yes, and then when he met Danny is when Dirk met Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> Which shout out to Brad Townsend, bro. That great. I mean, we we brag on Brad a lot because Brad's a a, a legend around Dallas, but. He had an incredible story talking with Jessica Nowitzki and Dirk's wife on uh, just this last season and the emotional uh, the emotional ride that came with that. Why are you laughing? You know nothing, Dirk Nowitzki. You know nothing. Uh, did you actually – I actually want to mention something from that because today is kind of just a catch-all about Dirk and stuff. Uh, but did you get a chance to read that article by, by Brad? No biggie if not. It was – Kind of hidden. Wow, really put me on the spot here. No, I have not. I'm sorry. Okay, uh, because there's a quote that, that I want I want to read from it. Yeah, let's take and a quick you, let's take a quick break first, and then then we'll uh, we'll hit this story about Dirk. It's all, yeah, this is an all Dirk episode, it. obviously. That's what we're talking about today, and we'll talk briefly about the games over the weekend that Isaac didn't get a chance to talk about. But we'll uh, we're talking all about Dirk because today could potentially be his last game for the Mavericks at home, which is crazy. So let's take a quick break, and when we come back. All right, Isaac. Dirk. Yeah, so in Brad's piece where he talked to uh, Dirk's wife, Jessica, uh, they were just talking about the season and just how the season's unfolding and just everything. Now, I'm going to read you this quote by, by Jessica, and you tell me what you think of when you first hear this quote. She said, It's just been a fun ride to be along. I think everything is happening so organically and genuinely. It's kind of day by day. And then as she talks about All-Star Weekend, and then she has, it's just kind of naturally fallen into place, and that's the beauty of it. Wow. Jessica Nowitzki, if that's a low-key shot at Dwayne Wade, you are our queen. Queen Queen Jessica. The thing well, she is, already is the queen, a queen of Dallas. We love her. She's amazing, uh, but... I read that quote and I'm like, man, if that is just an ounce of a subtle shot, I will, I will love it. Either way, it's a beautiful quote, but I want to believe in my heart that the organic part of this Dirk season, the beauty of it just falling into place, how it's day by day, we're taking it day by day, you know, but anyway, I don't want to talk about him on this podcast, the other person. But. The thing is, it didn't have to be a shot at him. Because just the existence of Dirk, and this goes back to the storylines again. This, like, if if Dirk is like Jon Snow, then like uh, Dwayne Wade is like like 
like Theon Greyjoy, right? Yeah, I was gonna go more of a Joffrey Ramsey route, but or or a uh, like a Littlefinger. Yeah. Uh no, no. I'm gonna go with Ramsey. Ramsey. Yeah. Just. Just the the way that he went about it, and the way that so like in the, in the, in the show, Jon Snow goes about everything, and he has his honor, and he you know even he he's faced with this massive decision to to lie about something, and it will potentially you know help save the kingdom, or you know if he doesn't lie about it, then it could be you know a big deal for everyone, and Jon Snow just can't lie; he just doesn't lie about it, and. Uh, and everybody gets mad at him. Like, literally, everybody on his side is like, well, "You just had to lie one time. This whole show was about lying and deceit, and the way you play the game. When you play the Game of Thrones, <laughs> you know, he, you win or lose." And and Dirk lived this, you know, lived his career with that same kind of integrity. It feels like, and so the very existence of of his career contradicts somebody that you know did this huge team up with somebody else, and you know, got his championships in a different way. Not saying that the way that Dwayne Wade got his championships was uh, equivalent to how Ramsey Bolton got his championships <laughs> in, the, in the show. By uh, literally, their sigil for their house is a flayed man, which is literally a, a man on <laughs> like a, a sideways cross, like with uh, no skin. So, <laughs> kind of messed up. <laughs> yes, it is. It is messed up. Um, do you want to talk about Dirk's? I'm uh, talking about Game of Thrones more. <laughs> <laughs> There's some people listening to this right now, and they're pissed. They're like, "Why are you talking about Game of Thrones? Keep talking about Game of Thrones." Uh, but we, and promise hey, I, I was with you. T- you know, a couple months ago, I was the exact same boat. I had not watched anything, and then my wife talked me into it, and I watched all of them in like four weeks. <laughs> There's still time um, for you, by the way. There's still time. There is still time. Less than a week, but uh, this obviously all leads to until Tuesday night, and the night or you listen to this on a Tuesday it it was an emotional um well you had you had uh, Sunday's game at Memphis that got fans feeling a bunch of different ways uh Twitter on Sunday night uh Sunday night and even today on Monday uh, just getting on Twitter a little bit here and there just seeing Mavs fans con- still arguing about the, the Mavs win uh, against the, against the Grizzly Salah Mezri <laughs> the anti-tank hero we never knew we needed okay okay i just want to ask you this question for people that are so pissed off about the mavs winning this game what were they supposed to do i mean they had like salah went off like we love salah but like salah went off salah's how, how many strings down would you say i mean Salah's the last center on the rock i mean i i get like if i think Kostas was actually on the injury report or something with his knee but yeah he was it's not it's not like it's not like you had somebody I'm trying to think. It's not like we still had Wesley Matthews and Wes Matthews was out there hitting 10 threes and just going off. They didn't like, even I, have Brunson out there at the end of the game. Yeah. So like that, that was, that, that was one of the things I'm like, how many, like what, what else are they supposed to do when you like, they're literally putting out there the end of the bench guys. And one of the end of bench guys in Salah just happened to go off. There's nothing really you can do about that. And it was super. I mean, I I, I found it, I thought it was super funny, super cool, like to see Salah <laughs> do his thing. Um, but yeah, that that's it. And just seeing the, I don't know, just seeing seeing fans so mad about the Mavs winning. I understand all the lottery odds and stuff, but I'm just gonna be straightforward with you. But 
I don't want to talk. I don't even want to deal with you on Twitter if you're wanting the Mavs to lose on on Tuesday night. Uh, I, I'll. There's no, there's no way, there's no way in the world you can convince me that you want the Mavs to lose on Tuesday night in what could be Dirk's last home game for a little bit a better percentage of some freaking ping pong balls. Like I, yeah, the difference between twenty and twenty six percent. I mean that. There's no way. They've already and they've already said you know I think Maxi and Luca are both probable for Tuesday night. You Everyone's know, gonna going to play. Everyone that can yeah. play is going to tomorrow or today. We will find out, and you probably already know by the time you're listening to this who's actually injured <laughs> and who's just been held out just for tanking reasons or for. There's a difference between tanking and preservation, though. I feel like some sometimes they're holding out guys like holding out Luca and stuff because Luca he gets battered around all the time and he's had all these weird things with his with his knee and getting up limping and all this stuff. There's a sense of preservation for that guy that he shouldn't be out there in these last few games. That if he gets you know an ACL tear or something crazy like that, all of a sudden next season is just completely different. So there, there's a sense yeah. of preservation. It's not all tanking, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, something else to keep in mind too. If the pick doesn't convey this year, it's okay. There's there's an alternative that there are a group of people i was just talking to some media media people uh, a couple weeks ago at the mavs game and there are some people um very smart people in basketball circles especially even around the mavs that are saying that would would like dallas to convey this pick no matter where they land that there are some people saying hey if they land it two or three or yeah, except for one, two, three, or four. Any of those picks, why don't you call Atlanta and just ask them to just take the pick and go ahead and convey it with the mindset, and this is where you have to ask yourself, with the mindset of if it conveys this year and then then you get next year's pick and then the New York picks are set in place at 2021 and 2023, the the expectation and the talk around, those, uh, around that first if the high school thing gets passed with the draft, that the 2022 draft will be the first one with the high schoolers and stuff in it to where that's a deeper draft to where if you get to keep your pick in 2022, that it'll be that first one of deeper drafts. Now I'm still in the camp to where if we landed at two, three or four, I'm totally down with taking DeAndre Hunter or Jared Culver yes. or Brandon Clark. Like I think those are like high role players. I don't think they're like stars, but they're high role players. But and they'll be in there. They'll be in their third or fourth season in the league by the time that twenty twenty two draft comes up. Yeah, but I will say, I will say, if the if it doesn't convey, if Dallas win, you know, wins on Tuesday night. Let's say they pull one out on on Wednesday night too, and they finish the season on a three game winning streak. Everybody's tweeting out, so pissed off, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, we moved from sixth to like ninth in the lottery standings." Blah 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 blah. And then lottery night comes in May. We don't get the pick, and it goes to Atlanta, and it's like the eighth pick in the draft, and everybody's upset and stuff. Here, your saving grace is well, one, you still have Luca and freaking Porzingis that's going to be suiting up this fall. But two, you, the long-term saving grace is in 2022, the high school draft will be the one of the deepest drafts, probably. What a lot of people are saying because you're going to get the high schools and the college, you know, prospects coming out in it, and you will you will have your first round pick in that draft too. So. 
that's what some people are clinging on to. That would be that's your counterpoint to some of these things. But if I had to pick between the two, yeah, sure. Give me go ahead and give me a Culver or a Hunter or a Brandon Clark or something like right now. Or some people like R.J. Barrett still. But anyway, I don't. Yes. I didn't mean to go down that whole spill. But and a, a lot of people have, have said, "Oh, the Mavericks have no draft picks coming up." Well, they they have every other one. Every other year, they're gonna have a draft pick. So it's not like the Mavericks have traded away all their future. You know, draft picks, but, all their future ability to to get young talent. They're, yeah, they're but still at, at some point, opportunities. At some point, you got to get better. So, like everybody's projecting Luca and Porzingis. I mean, those are your stars. And then you hope to use money this summer to sign somebody, at least a, another high quality starter. But then you still have Brunson. Let's say the pick does convey this year, and you get like Culver or you know Hunter or somebody like that. Doesn't convey. And then, or yeah, it doesn't convey. Well, you don't want to, like, people were complaining about picks. You don't want to turn into Boston at this point. Like, Boston's looking at, like, three or four first-round picks right now. They don't want or need all of those. You're you're going to, once you become well, a contending. Mavericks aren't that. <laughs> they're not that. Okay, well, they're not that na- right now. But if you looked at in two years and you have Luca Porzingis, and I'm just throwing Chris Middleton out there just for the heck of it, and then you have like Chris Middleton, Jalen Brunson still got you know a lot better. Like those are four high quality start, like you like good players. So you don't. At some point, you can't you can't fill the whole team of you know 19 year olds with prospects. That's where Boston's going to get to at a, at a point. And we say we're not there with Boston, but I mean, if you want to if you want to project this Dallas roster considering a free agent signing or even two free agent signings and then project it to what this Boston team looks like now. I don't, how far is that off? And then you have, yeah, you have like, ah, there's just so many different models. There's like Philadelphia who took all these different shots, right? Like they took all these different shots in the, in the, the draft. And then they come away with, you know, Nerlens and Julio Okafor in two of them and Michael Carter Williams in one of them. And just, how badly they missed. And so you never know if that can happen again. Obviously the Mavericks know about missing in the draft, but, uh, and then you, you also, you have like, let's say they get this pick. It's, you know, and it's a weak draft. So they get, I don't know the fourth pick. If the Mavericks get the fourth pick, is that pick going to be better than the prospect of Justin Jackson when he came out? <laughs> you know, yeah. like when Justin Jackson came out, he was a 15th pick in Dennis Smith juniors draft. And so if that, that was a, a pretty decent draft, that was a pretty deep draft. If I remember. And, uh, Justin Jackson went 15th. That's that's almost in the lottery, and if you get a pick that's 10 higher in a weak draft, I don't. It doesn't. It's not dollar for dollar. Like it doesn't compare exactly. But they they still have guys, and he could. This player can end up just being a guy. So the draft. Yeah, yeah. The draft to me is not everything, but it's very exciting. We love it, and you know you get a chance to get a Luka Doncic, obviously, and or a Jalen Brunson or something like that. But it's not sure. the end of the world. I think we've prepared our listeners as best we can this whole season. If the Mavericks don't get their draft pick, and if they don't get a free agent, then the season is still the season is is not for not next yes. next year. So, all right, let's take another break. When we come back, let's get back to Dirk. <laughs> if we're not if we're good at at one thing that is getting sidetracked and, and going down deep rabbit holes about Mavericks topics, but let's get back That's to Dirk. Very true, Isaac. How do you expect that you will feel when Dirk's when the buzzer sounds and Dirk walks off the court? at the AAC for the last time, potentially. Allegedly. Yeah, I, let's I, let's say allegedly. That's what Colbert yeah, I, always does. Allegedly. I honestly don't know. Like I, I was debating on something over the past week or two about 
about trying to write something right now. I, I was working on a different topic uh, for Mavs.com, I guess about two weeks ago. But then I, I literally just scratched it. I literally just like, I, I worked like half of it. And I was like, you know what? I don't even... I don't, I don't even care as much about this piece right now. And I really don't think the fan base does because everything right now is about Dirk and it should be about Dirk. And it's not about, it shouldn't be about ping pong balls. It shouldn't be about Luca. It shouldn't be about anything else right now besides Dirk Nowitzki and this potential last, you know, run here towards the end and leading up to tonight on Tuesday night, this potential last home game. And I, I honestly don't know. And even when I started thinking about it, I'm like, what could I write? What, how am I, how am I going to feel? I was thinking about that today at work. I'm like, I don't even know how I'm going to feel. Like I, you can't even process watching him leave the court for the last time. And, and, and you know, it's crazy. I've just, like I said earlier, we've just been a part of, uh, as far as media wise and covering Dirk and being around the team all the time over the past, you know, five years. And some of these people, not only just with the team of Cuban saying Dirk's been here since the day I bought the team and just how many in the organization that been here for the past 20 years and people like Brad Townsend and some of these reporters and Eddie Sefko and stuff that have covered the team for the past two decades and have seen Dirk over the years and it how I think what what has meant a lot to me is seeing how many people on Twitter have just talked about what Dirk has meant to them. So many people use sports as an avenue to get them through. We we go through so much things in our lives. And Nick and I both include, we've talked about our lives the past two years on this podcast and talked about our families and, and kid and moving and all this different stuff. And we go through these mountains and valleys of our lives and figuring out, man, like these hard times, these are good times and stressful times and everything. And sports is one of these only avenues that we can that gives us a takeaway from these moments. It gives us a break from these moments of our lives and the the stage that we are in life. And Dirk Nowitzki, for so many of us, has been this you know, a staple of you know what I'm freaking stressed out right now. I'm going through this crazy month. I'm so like life sucks, but I know I can turn on my TV and I know I can see Dirk Nowitzki taking that one legged shot. I, my man, I'm so happy. I, I, you're going through the to the hospital. You're about to have a new baby and stuff. Oh, you know what? I gotta pull out my phone. I gotta see Dirk. I gotta see Dirk. You know, you're like it, every moment of your life for the past two decades. If you're a Mavs fan, you know a staple is gonna be there, and that's Dirk Nowitzki. And it, that's why it honestly, it honestly is the truth of saying, man, I Dirk has meant so much to who whoever's listening to your life. And for some of you, it's two decades that you've been watching this man play basketball. And there's not a, a more of a bigger athlete in a moment in a city in which he's going to get embraced on Tuesday night uh, for this potential last time. And you can't, I, you kind of, I, I literally have chills on my arms just thinking about it and just talking about freaking Dirk leaving. And it, it's, it's stupid, sad. I hope he comes back, but uh, what they have planned for Tuesday night. Uh, there's a lot of stuff. And before we get off this pod, I want to go through some things that's going to be happening in Dallas on Tuesday night. Yeah, go ahead. And, let's go ahead and do it right now. Yeah, so there's a bunch of different things the Mavericks are going to uh, – they have they have lined up just in the celebrating uh, this week. There's already an augmented reality wall downtown. So earlier this season, it was Dennis. Uh, then it was Luca. 
Uh, now it's Dirk. You can go downtown. I think it's off Ross uh, Avenue if you live in Dallas, and it's just massive side of this building. You pull out your phone and uh, do this augmented reality type thing of Dirk shooting the shot. It's it's really really cool if you get a chance to do that. And after a, after Dirk, it's gonna be us. So <laughs> yes, yes, uh, with our podcast mics and we're talking. <laughs> uh, uh, then there's a bunch of different apparel. The re- the 41, 21, one um, for Dirk is you know his number 21 seasons one team. There's a bunch of different apparel stuff. That's what, that's what the one stands for. <laughs> one team. There uh, uh, there's gonna be hats. There's shirts. There's all kinds of stuff. Uh, kind of commer- commemorating this moment. His career is 21st season. It's been shared a lot on social media. I've seen some people taking shots at it. I actually think it's pretty dope. The all black jersey. Uh, it's a oh, it's yeah. a it's a Nike Swingman jersey. I'm okay uh, with it. I don't think I would ever buy it, but it's cool. I think it's one of those that I would buy in frame. And I feel like it also would look better in person than it would in a picture because you're going to be able to see the the depth of the, you know, the letters and the the numbers sticking off of it. Yeah, so it, they they Have they you seen them in th- person yet? I haven't no. Okay. No, not in person, no. Um one they they've only made a thousand of them. Uh, they're actually available right now on in the Mavs uh the hangar uh, shop online. You can actually get those online. You can fly uh, in there also. and get one. Um, it says Dirk, the MVP swingman jersey is one of seven player jerseys created by Nike for current active league MVPs who's taken their game to the next level. Um weird. Yeah, it's a, it's just a really cool uh, looking jersey. But keep it on going down. If you're in Dallas, there's a party that's going to be starting at 5:30 uh, at Victory Plaza. 5:30. There's going to be a ton of stuff outside. There's going to be an ESPN uh, table set up outside. There's going to be a DJ. Uh, there's going to be a build a bear. I don't know, build your own dark bear. I don't a know. A build a bear like uh, just a bear or a a booth. You're gonna are they gonna have the machine there that stuffs the bears with the the fuzz? Oh, never mind. This is a. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> this is uh this is a key this is a key uh misread by me. Are you reading a, a, a map mall or a mall? Build a <laughs> a map for a mall. Build a bar. Oh, build Not- a bar. <laughs> Yeah, Budweiser build a bar. Hey, yeah, that's very twenty one plus. So I don't think you need to be twenty one plus for a build a bear. So build a bear is completely different than a build a bar. I don't even know if there are uh, build a bears anymore. Yes, they're in the mall. Get off of them. I like them. They're kind of expensive though. I, uh, I have nothing against them. I just didn't know they existed anymore. <laughs> so this is another thing. If you go into the game, each fan will receive a limited edition Dirk T shirt. Uh, a commemorative, a commemorative. How do you freaking say that word? If any of you goes to the game, gets a T-shirt, and mails it to me, I will shout you out on this podcast every single day for the rest of time. You'll get a, a commemorative game ticket and a Dirk build a head, which I'm assuming is the the official name for the why would, new. Faces. Why can't they just give the, give people things that are already assembled? Why is why do you always have to build it yourself? The first 3,000 kids in the doors of the American Airlines Center will receive a free Dirk jersey. How about that? Yeah, first 3,000 kids. Start them young. Start them young. (laughs) Let them know about the legend. Yeah, if you're an adult, first 7,000 adults will receive a free lanyard. Oh, cool. (laughs) Uh, And then 13,000 fans will receive a Dirk poster at the exits when you leave. So that's so pretty sweet. Try to go in early and try to leave early, but then come back. 
<laughs> and then try to get back in. You probably can't. The Dirk Burger and the Dirk Worst is back. Hey, the Dirk Huge Burger. moment. <laughs> Huge moment. Uh, wow. Yes, they are, they are back. It's making me um, hungry right now just thinking about the Dirk Burger. Uh, but then also on Wednesday night, they're hosting an official Mavs watch party at the Hero. Uh, I think it's close to... Um, it's off of Olive Street. I think it's close to Victory Plaza, but uh, it's if you have nowhere to watch the Mavs Spurs game, that last game of the season, you can go there for that. But as far as in game stuff, I can't really talk a ton about that. There's going to be stuff. Uh, I know there's going to be a little bit before. There's going to be stuff shown throughout the game and the arena and stuff, but you definitely, definitely, definitely want to stay behind as for after the game and after that ends. I wish I had exact more info on as far as broadcast stuff. Nick and I were talking about this yeah. before, but I don't have exact info on on. We believe on the that the, that Fox Sports Southwest will will broadcast the after events, but I don't. I, I know that it won't happen on League Pass. It's just not how it works. And uh, yeah, like I said yesterday, as, as soon as I find a stream to watch from Fox Sports Southwest that's going to be viable, I will tweet it out. And usually I don't, but I will make an exception. Please tweet it out if you can. If you can find any way to watch it, I know they're bringing some super special people in for this. It's going to be a um, a very emotional night, <laughs> to say the least. And uh, it's going to be a long night. Uh, we will have a podcast for you uh, about everything that happens on Tuesday night. We we already know. We don't care when we're going to record. If it's two o'clock in the morning, we're recording. Um, we will have a podcast for you Wednesday morning when you go to work, but it's going to be a crazy night. Tune in, watch it, embrace it. Guys, it's okay to cry. It's part of it. I've, I've already accepted the fact that I'm going to tear up. That's just part of it. Like that, you, you, I can't. Yeah. Dirk deserves every bit of what's going to happen on Tuesday night. Every single bit of it. Um, and it couldn't happen to a better individual. Absolutely. We cannot say that enough. And a more deserving person, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I, I'm excited to see what happens. I'm excited to see how all the festivities shake out, and uh, I'm excited to be back tomorrow on Locked On Maps. Yeah, and Dirk, we trust. Peace out. Boom.